Hello, this is Edie. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you knew first how much we appreciate you, and that in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, right now at Heinemann.com, you can get 15% off and free shipping on all Heinemann professional books. This offer runs until May 11th. Head on over after the episode. Some restrictions apply. See the website for details. After living and teaching through a pandemic for over two years, we all need time to process and release in a collective manner. So where do we start? Hey everyone, this is Steph from Heinemann. And today on the podcast, we're excited to share an excerpt of an interview between Roberto and Lorena Herman as they discuss the far-reaching impact of Lorena's latest book, Textured Teaching. If you like what you hear, you won't want to miss Lorena and Roberto on May 10th for their restorative Writing for Teachers virtual mini-workshop through Heinemann Professional Development. They'll demonstrate how we can use writing to strengthen our ability to facilitate healing in the classroom, build community, and offer new prompts to inspire personal writing for students. You can learn more and sign up at heinemann.com pd. The episode you're about to hear originally aired on Our Classroom, hosted by Roberto, which explores the intersections of race, bias, education, and society. To hear the full episode, head to multiculturalclassroom.com or search for Our Classroom on your favorite podcast app. As always, a full transcript of this episode can be found at blog.heinemann.com. Welcome to Our Classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Today's episode features... Lorena Germán, the author of Textured Teaching. She's a Dominican-American educator, the co-founder of Multicultural Classroom and co-founder of Hashtag Disrupt Text. She's also the chair of NCTE's Committee Against Racism and Bias in the Teaching of English. We're excited to have her here today, and it's going to be different. It's going to be special, so tune in. All right, so let's 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 dig into textured teaching. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the experience with this publication and Mm -hmm. what you've learned and what you're noticing, and just open it up to processing uh, what this has been since. It got published in mid-September. Mm-hmm. So it's been over six months, mm-hmm. and you've had an opportunity to sit with that, um, yeah. wondering, wondering. Now that we're at this stage of the half half year mark with the publication of Texture Teaching. Mm-hmm. What are some things that have surprised you along the way? Yeah. Um, you've been doing workshops. You've been doing speaking engagements. You've been getting a lot of feedback about the text. 
You've been seeing people posting about it, IG, Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth. What are some things that have surprised you in regards to how people are processing texture, teaching, how it's impacting them, how they're using it? I would say that um, I think I was surprised for a little while to to see how many college professors were using this book as a textbook with their with their pre-service teachers. Um, that was really moving for me in a positive way because I know that I've had a lot of conversations with people like on social media, but also just in person about how much their education program was um, was lacking, how much it was missing in terms of these conversations about anti-bias and anti-racism in education and in the classroom. And so seeing that professors are like all about it and really hungry for this type of content and that now it's getting actually published and there hasn't been a lot of hesitation, you know? Um, so I guess it just makes me think that like the, the excuse, if you will, that like there wasn't this stuff and that's why they weren't including it was real because now that it's out there, they are including it. Um, and so that's been cool to see, you know, professors all around the country, all types of universities and colleges commenting and saying, oh, yeah, this is one of the texts in my course on this and this and that. So that's been cool to see. That was unexpected. Um, Were you just expecting it to be utilized by K through 12 folk? Yes. I, I thought it was going to be mainly like a classroom teacher going out of their own way. In some cases, maybe an administrator being like, okay, let me get a resource for some teachers, right? For my teachers in this building. Um, But also it's been, yeah, I mean, there's been some of that for sure. Um, There's been a lot of teachers, there's been department chairs, there's been principals, um, but it's been a lot of, you know, at the university level, there's just been a lot of that, which I, um, like I said, I just didn't expect that. Um, Call me naive. I don't know. I just didn't expect that, um, you know, college professors were going to be like, yeah, let's use this for discussion, for conversation, for learning about what to do in schools. Like, that's super important, you know? I think it's also hard, like, it's even hard to even say right now, like, I'm a published author. And, And obviously, this is the second book, but this book feels a little different than the workbook. The workbook is like, the, this this little thing that I did, you know, like this little step of faith, even though that's had its own legs and it's got its own, it's its own project and it's also done well above and beyond what I ever thought it was going to do. But with texture teaching, it feels, um, what feels so different is that there's, there's a whole team, there's a whole company behind it, you know, in a way that feels different from the first book. Um there's a whole yeah, shout out to Heinemann Publishing for, for the work that they've been doing, supporting, getting it out there. So it just feels like, you know, there's there's people rooting for this book, working hard for this book to do well, making right. space, carving out, you know, space for this book, um, using everything that they have. Right. Like that company is using everything that they have, obviously, to sell the book. But but I know that it has been communicated with me and, and I also feel it that they understand the power of the book, that it's not simply a product they're trying to make money off of. Like they understand the mission and the vision. 
And so that means a lot to me too, that the company is behind publishing a book that talks about this, particularly in this political climate, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I want to come back to mission and vision momentarily. Yeah. And talk about how it is specifically you're seeing the impact of, of the book in schools and different organizations and whatnot. But I want to back up to what you were saying in terms of you're surprised that colleges and universities are, are utilizing the text, that professors are integrating it into their curriculum, their courses and whatnot. You know, I, I want to give you a moment. I want to give you space to, to make your pitch. Let the professors know. <laughs> let, let the college and university people know why they should have a copy of text and teaching, why their students should be reading text and teaching now. <laughs> Well, next semester, because this is almost over. But go ahead. So, you know, oftentimes there's professional development at schools or in organizations. And the professional development facilitator comes in with some very great and important ideas. I'm not I'm not saying that they're not. Um, all of that is very important. And at some point, though, we have to move past the conceptual. And often those PDs are very conceptual. Right. They up here. They're Sometimes they do bring it to the individual though. So they'll they'll help people process their own stuff, their own bias, their own layers. Again, that's very good and important. Um, and teachers. Um, are people that also need concrete steps. Like what, you know, one of the things that we talk about often, what does this look like tomorrow morning at 8.30 when I walk in my class? Boom, tangible. Oh, texture teaching will do that. Texture teaching answers that question. What does teaching for social justice, centered in love, um, grounded in theory, in research-based educational theory, what does that look like to teach for social justice through an anti-bias and anti-racist lens look like tomorrow morning at 8.30 in the morning. I have examples, I have suggestions, I have advice, I have tips, I have frameworks, like all the things in there. Dope, dope, dope. We got a question from, from one of our viewers, one of our audience, one of our supporters. Do we have a question from one of our viewers? This is from Brother Jordan Botejo. Oh. Do you think people outside of education, but teaching at the university level in other fields need to utilize this book? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, the answer is yes, um, because it's very much about how do I do this? So even though my experience is in English and I cite a lot of examples from the ELA classroom, um, I tried very hard to, to make sure that the information and the descriptions are transferable. So if you are in a classroom working with, not even a classroom, if you are in a setting where you are teaching a concept, this might be in an adult learning center at 6 p.m. on Thursday nights, this might be in a classroom, this might be, you know, anywhere, um, you know, this is for you. This framework is for you. That's what's up. Let's go back to, to mission and vision. You started to touch upon that, all right? How, how are you seeing this impact schools? How have you seen this impact young people or impact teachers? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would imagine that what you're going to share is based on feedback you received or um, testimonials and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd like to hear you share a little bit 
about how you're seeing the mission and vision of texture teaching manifest? I think, you know, this is a very interesting time that we're in, in our country, right? Because in this political climate, it can be dangerous. Well, maybe that's not the word, but it can be risky for a principal um, or, or, uh, school leaders to say, let me bring in a speaker or let me engage my teachers in this particular book study, right? Like they could have legit pushback. They can have uh, school board meetings trying to fire them. I'm sorry, or school committees trying to fire them or city councils. So th- th- so they, they're taking risks in doing this. And I think that what I've been observing since all of this anti-CRT hysteria has flared up is um, what I what I've been noticing is that in districts where you have some pushback, where you have um, people showing up and making all these, you know, claims at, at, at school board meetings, what you have is surrounding districts that that go hard in response to that, right? So let's say there's a district that has banned a, a certain amount of books and they took the stance of we are anti-CRT, right, which is all lies. Well, districts nearby are like, okay, we're bringing in teachers, you know, facilitators to come in and work with our young people. Like, we're just seeing the complete opposite. In those districts, some of those books are selling out because libraries are buying it, because um, department heads are buying it in their English, you know, for their English teachers, et cetera. So, you know, all of that is to say that even though this book was not written in this time, right, it was written, I wrote this before all of this hysteria was happening it was clearly written for this time though you know it was written for uh this context because i think that a lot of schools are starting to understand they're starting to see very um you know tangibly why the teaching of truth matters why we should have never left out conversations about race and bias and issues of social justice and so they're like okay well how do we do this and so here is texture teaching for them, right? And so I'm finding that the the book is is getting a lot more positive reception than I thought it might. Like I, I expected to see a lot more pushback. I expected to get a lot of the hate stuff that we've gotten in the past. And right. this is that we really, at least at least not to my knowledge, um, we haven't really received too much of that. Um you know, and so I thank God for that for sure. And I think it also just has to do with the fact that people who before may have been on the fence understand that right now there's no time for that. Right? The fence is is complicitness. And so, you know, a number, a big amount of people are like, okay, I'm not on that side, which means I'm on this side, so I'm gonna have to put my feet to the to the fire, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And What's what is a message of encouragement that you want to share with the people? Mm. You always ask this question, and I I still wasn't prepared. Let me think for a second. You know, I think that what I'll say is being a teacher is really hard. I mean, being a person is really hard right now in the United States, particularly, but fine. Being a teacher is really hard right now for a number of different reasons that we all know. And I, I guess I just want to encourage people who are clear, for whom it is clear that they are not leaving this field right now. I want them to feel encouraged that this is a season, that as a field, we will get through and past this. And that on the other side of this is growth. Like, 
growing pains are just that. Like they have pains. And and this is part of that pain. Something is going to have to change. There will there is another side to this. Because this right now is a hot burning mess. And so we're we're going to get past this. Um and and we might, I mean, I'm not trying to paint it rosy either. I'm not saying we're gonna come out of this stronger. No, we might not. <laughs> right? Like we might as a field, we might not come out stronger than but I, I'm hopeful that we will come out wiser. I'm hopeful that we will come out uh, ready for for what is next and and maybe more united as a field, um, right? As, as professionals in this field. And then the other thing I'll say too is um, people, you know, in our society, the profession of teaching is not necessarily well-respected for different reasons. And I still want us to walk around with confidence and owning that we are professionals, that we are knowledgeable professionals in our fields. You know, like they need to put some respect on teachers' names. So I'm going to leave it on that. All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, thank you, Lorena, for taking time yes. out of your busy schedule to join me yes not too far away <laughs> but far enough for me to miss you as always your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated be sure to subscribe rate the show and write a review finally for resources to help you understand the intersection of race bias education and society go to multiculturalclassroom.com Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán. Our thanks to Lorena and Roberto for their time today. You can hear their full conversation at multiculturalclassroom.com or by searching for Our Classroom on your favorite podcast app. Lorena's book, Texture Teaching, is available from Heinemann.com. Follow her work on Twitter at N-E-N-A. Herman. The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. It is produced and edited by Steph George. Sound mixing by Steph George. Our creative producer is Lauren Audette. And our executive producer is me, Brett Whitmarsh. To learn more about the Heinemann Podcast, visit blog.heinemann.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright Heinemann Publishing.